Groundhog Day, a day when we look to a scared critter living in a muddy hole to come out and tell us whether we all need to hibernate for six more weeks. Hello and welcome to episode 99 of Under the Cull of MS. One more episode till the big finale of the first season, episode 100, which hopefully I'll just throw out tomorrow and we'll just have a fun look back segment stuff like that yeah today's groundhog day we have to go out and listen to a critter tell us whether or not we're gonna have six more weeks of winter because we're not smart enough to go out and see if the sunshine or if it's a cloudy day <laughs> he's gonna see a shadow on a sunny day he's not gonna see it on a cloudy day and it depends on which state you're living in what country you're living in Everybody's got their own little theories about it, but yeah. listen to a rodent instead of our meteorological equipment that we have floating all over the atmosphere. Today, we're going to jump on a variety of horror-like comics that I've been going through. I came across Katrina, number two, which I talked about on one of the podcasts. Number one, basically, it's a story of Hurricane Katrina hitting the Louisiana coast, and there's some secret uh, cult or critter or characters that are apparently talked about and known by certain people, and everybody's getting out of the city except for uh, Lady Cop and a few other people that are still around and she decides to stay while she gets her mother and other people out of there and in the second one we finally get to see some of the vampiric uh, forces that we're going to hear more about in the future uh, I never noticed it but this Cover I have looks like she's sitting on a floating outhouse and almost looks like written on the side. It's that logo about making boys cry. Another comic series. I don't know if that's part of the same absolute comic group or not, but, but yeah, they have a couple covers for us. I went, I got the foily lettering cover uh cover b but yeah it is a makes make boys cry hollow foil logo cover that makes sense <laughs> should have just read the label before i stared at the cover but yeah i do enjoy where this is going i am going to keep up with it and i will let you know how it goes in the future what holds up uh, I did a Kickstarter not long ago for Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. This is uh, a virgin cover, so I can't, <laughs> doesn't have all the information on it. So. But this is Elvira the Omega Ma'am. 2020 is a Kickstarter. I'm sure you'll see them, the comics in stores coming out soon. 
I just got it not long ago and I got signed edition and stuff. And this was a very fun story. Typical Elvira. Uh, you can get a little nude butt shot right in the early parts as she wakes up in a hospital like 30 days a night where nobody's around, the hospital's trashed. And she finds some Dr. Sudsy soaps and sees these signs around the city that are promoting that Dr. Sudsy can save you. And all of a sudden you see a bunch of these orange characters running around town. That they ended up having a virus type COVID style thing. And someone told them that put it out there that if you bathe in Dr. Sudsy's, drink Dr. Sudsy's, all that stuff, it's going to cure you. So these people, a lot of people got obsessed with it and, did it and it turned her skin all orange and Elvira is very, very, very pale. So she's comes out of the hospital and of course these people see her and it's like, What what's up with that? Why are you what are you doing out here? Why are you not uh, cleansed and your skin is too white and too pale and there's so they chase after her and Try to catch her and try to tie her up and perform a witch ritual on her and try to get her covered in the Dr. Sudsies and get her to drink it. And got her little Mohawk carrying uh, dog in here, which is fun that he's that. Critters still around, and uh, I can't. <laughs> my brain just totally dropped the name of the dog. It's a simple, <laughs> simple name. I can't think of it for some reason, but uh, yeah, this is a very fun story. I'm glad I glad I jumped on the jumps. <laughs> the jump starter and uh it basically they had enough little side things you got like a pin elvira pin bookmarks and trading cards stuff like that uh it's like gonk or something like that it's the dog's name but, but yeah if you watched her, her movie her earlier movie and stuff you'll know i'm pretty sure it's gonk but, uh, yeah, typical Elvira, great comic, very enjoyable. Check that out if it does come out in stores pretty soon. If not, I'm sure it'll be here by the summer. But then I checked out because of the name and because I checked out one other Stabity Bunny comic so far and really enjoyed it. And I got Gut Ghost and Stabity Bunny, one shot. The cover I like because it's got Stabity Bunny holding gut, go gut goat's intestines like they're holding hands while they're waiting for a bus to show up. In the background, you see a Mr. Magoo character that's totally tattooed from head to toe walking behind them. 
It's just, it's a fun, very fun, very interesting story. Gut Ghost basically has, he's watching his friend's TV and because there's a big run of some show that he really likes. And while watching it, all of a sudden Stabity Bunny and this squirrel crossed with an octopus type character creature crawls out of the TV and they're fighting and some stuff happens and when the rabbitopus <laughs> character goes back in the TV it destroys the TV and of course it's just a whole box TV so that goes trying to find a way to get another TV and find some type of contest that he can try out for. Uh, Stabity Bunny is still in his realm, and he's blaming Stabity Bunny for the TV and then telling him that he owes him a TV. And Stabity Bunny can't speak English, so they're just talking back and forth in their own ways. And some other stuff happens with other TVs that get damaged and stuff. And you just, I don't want to give it all away, but this is a very fun book. If you're into that type of humor, I suggest definitely picking it up. It's done by Scout Comics, which does a lot of fun one shots and stuff. A lot of fun oddball characters. And Marvel Zombies Resurrection, I picked up uh, alternate covers of number one and number four. Because number one has a cell phone screen with a zombified Squirrel Girl, Tippy Doe, and Miss Marvel in on the picture. So I had to get that. Of course, for the collection. And the number four issue had a zombified Rocket and Groot on the cover coming out of a... Groot's crawling out of a grave. And it's just... I had to get that, and then when I got it, I realized, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's the fourth comic of the run, the final comic, which I never had. I only had one, two, one, two, and three for some reason. Never got the fourth one, so this was a really nice look at what happens with the crew, and you find out here, uh, again, I'm going to be shitty with names. I just can't think. I'll see if they'll pop it up in the synopsis here. Years ago, the Galactus Hive, the zombified corpse of Galactus, fell to Earth, bringing with it infected heroes and a virus that spread to the general population. Now, finally, Peter Parker, a.k.a. Spider-Man, Valerie Richards, and Franklin Richards, have come face to face with their infected families and they they've never been in greater danger uh, franklin richards gets bitten in i believe the third issue and in here you see what some of the characters dr strange and all them get together blade and bucky and yeah a variety of characters that they ran into in the third issue and there's a robotic style, very fancy robotic 
style character. In here, that says that you can save Franklin Richards, but you're not going to like what he's going to do to him. So you're going to have to see what happens to Franklin to get saved from being zombified. And while this is going on, you got the zombified uh, Fantastic Four, Silver Surfer, all them showing up. And you have the conflicts between them. Peter Parker, Blade, Wolverine, they're all this fighting away, trying to deal, do what they can to save the last few kids, and then they take what's left of uh, Nanny, Nana, the giant Nana Sentinel body that's been modified to to take care of the uh, Richard's kids. But uh, they are go off to the Galactus Hide to try and do something to end all of this. And you'll have to read it to find out what happens, but it's kind of fun. And if you're a Silver Surfer fan at all, there's some little Silver Surfer things in here that are enjoyable too. So, yeah, this is a four-issue run. Nice, simple quick sidestep for the Marvel Zombies run. I it was very enjoyable. I liked it. Probably the probably one of the better runs from that series that I did read as far as offshoots and stuff. And then uh, yeah, you gotta get to something that's a little bit mellower, a little bit Family friendly. I got Patrick the Wolf Boy, this year's Halloween special. Again, another one shot type thing from Art Baltazar and Franco. Patrick the Wolf Boy is pretty much what I've read of his, is done in the black and white format. Uh, this was done back around 2003. Yeah, a bunch of nice little, well, Patrick the Wolf Boy is just trying to learn about witches. <laughs> it's hilarious because the witch, the na- old lady next door comes out of her house and Patrick from watching The Wizard of Oz goes up and throws water in her face. <laughs> like, I am not a witch. <laughs> Uh, you got a bunch of other little stories in here, or he's got a pumpkin patch thing with a squirrel. Uh, it's fun watching the mishaps that they go through. You got a swept away one where he's trying to figure out with the broom if you have a broom, if, broom if you're a witch. He keeps picking on the little lady next door. There's some bobbing for apples stories at a party. Yeah, Grim shows up in here. There's a trick-or-treating story in here that's fun. It's just 
Uh, Patrick doesn't say much other than but you can pretty much figure out what he's trying to say and then everybody else can pretty much translate for you to around him that understand him. Yeah, this is a fun, another fun Patrick the Wolf Boy story. So nice little one shot Halloween special 2003. Check that out from IA Comics, Art and Franco. They always do a great job. Always keep me smiling. So, and then I guess we're gonna talk a little MS stuff. Uh, didn't really want to change this episode up much. Keep my Tuesday and Thursdays probably will might stay as a mixed episode. The Sunday comics is getting a whole new revamp. I got a whole new plan for that. Hopefully I'll start that either this coming Sunday or the one after that. Uh, we're going to keep up with the MS Deep Dives episode for all the I got tons of MS stuff to just go over, stuff that I've been reading and new information that's been coming out and stuff. Uh, we'll stick with the uh, comic shop episodes going and seeing different comic shops and seeing how they're doing as soon as this damn weather goes away but of course the damn groundhog seeing shadow down and punks of tony phil but yet in wisconsin we got cloudy weather so we don't we're saying that it's gonna spring's coming early but we'll see but uh yeah yeah talk about a little bit of ms stuff We'll talk about some nasty stuff today because I was just standing in the living room the other day and just all I did was cough. Started myself. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm not afraid to talk about it. It's nasty, but it's part of my life. But bowel and bladder problems are, for many with MS, some of the more embarrassing and difficult to talk about. Not for me. <laughs> Nerves that feed the responses to the pelvis and lower extremities are in close proximity to each other, a little above the waist. Because of that, individuals with MS who have altered sensation in their legs may also not be getting normal messages coming from those nerves to their bladders or bowel. This can result in leakage or incontinence of either urine or stool because the individual does not feel the sensation to empty. For others, the nerve is hypersensitive and makes it feel like there is a need to be on the toilet every hour or more. An overactive bladder often sends a cue that it is full when in fact it contains only a small portion of urine the average bladder holds before the urge to void is felt. Some reason this last week I got a whole new. Since I mentioned I'm numb from my lower rib cage to my toes, my forearms to my fingertips, been like that for over twenty five years. I uh, over half my life just been numb, but now I got a complete new numbness on top of the normal numbness that starts right above my tailbone at the lower part of the spinal cord. And it's like someone's got a tens unit maxed out, just cranking right at the bottom of my spine, and it radiates through my ass, through my groin, through 
part of my legs, part of my stomach, and up and down my spine throughout different levels throughout the day. And it's just, it's messed up. I don't know what's going on. I'm guessing my stuff's just advancing again because it has been there for a week. Uh, probably another permanent symptom, which one that I'm really not looking forward to sticking with. But many foods and beverages have the potential to be bladder stimulants. These may affect different people in different ways. <clears throat> the big ones are caffeine and al alcohol. Carbonated beverages can also be a problem. Foods that are acidic also are a problem for most people whose bladder is too active. Foods high in acid content include chocolate, citrus fruits, pineapple, tomatoes, and raw onions. Hot spices such as chili powder, cayenne pepper, curry, and more have the potential to interfere with, interfere with the normal bladder function in some people. Pretty much all the things I enjoy. <laughs> Uh, bowel problems often go hand in hand with bladder issues because the nerves are so closely located within the spinal cord. MS lesions in the, that region may set the stage for people to need to learn to manage both issues. Diet and physical activity are key to managing constipation. The more active we are, the more the gut is stimulated to move food through the gastrointestinal tract and out. Persons with constipation issues should add extra fruits and veggies to their diets. Dense fibrous foods such as raw vegetables, celery, cabbage, and broccoli are needed. A lot of things that will give you the shits too, apparently. Sufficient water throughout the day helps to keep stool moist and moving. You can use things like Miralax, laxatives, not be used regularly because without checking with your doctor because they can really mess you up if you do stay on them normal bowel and bladder therapists are frequently very helpful in creating an individualized treatment plan for persons with issues related to it uh, that can result in incontinence so check with your doctor see what type of prescriptions he can offer what type of side things you can do. You can research little natural items and stuff. But then of course, our caretakers have to deal with that. If we have a caretaker, yeah, bear with them and let them, they got to deal with our nasty issues. Reality is when living with MS, luck has nothing to do with maintaining positive relationships with your spouses or caregivers. The caregiving relationship is strengthened through constant communication and two-way empathy. It's better to invest in talking, explaining, and describing what you're experiencing with your MS and to diversify your caregiving relationship portfolio and ask your spouse and caregiver what they're experiencing, see how they can, how you guys can strengthen each other through letting each other know what's what you can and cannot deal with. Uh, take the time to put yourselves in the shoes of others while they walk or roll a mile in yours and understand that they are have their own issues and stuff and won't just dump all your stuff on them and make them miserable. Ends up making your whole experience together miserable. 
And then if you're having all these issues, of course, that can cause depression. Depression is a common symptom with MS. So we all, many of us, if not all of us, have to deal with it in some way, shape, or form. It can also contribute to other problems, including fatigue, cognitive dysfunction, sexual problems, pain, and motor issues. It was speculated that MS-related lesions in the central nervous system may contribute to the increased prevalence of depression in patients with MS. Fatigue is the most common symptom affecting patients with MS. And it's also a common symptom of both depression and MS. Studies suggest that treating depression in people with MS does seem to produce improvements in fatigue and vice versa. Uh, beta interferon DMTs are not the only DMTs that have been associated with depression. So check the information about any DMTs, disease-modifying therapies, or DMDs, disease-modifying drugs that you'll be taking in the future or are taking. Just keep an eye on the side effects and stuff and see if you're having any of them. If you are, talk with your doctor, check with them, see how it's going. Identifying depression, it is a mood disorder characterized by the presence of five or more of the following symptoms for at least two weeks sad mood for most of the day or most days, a loss of pleasure or interest in one's usual activities, sleeping problems, fatigue, change in thinking and motion, either a slowing down of thought and reduced motion or racing thoughts and restless motion, changes in weight, either reduced appetite with weight loss or increased appetite with weight gain, Negative self-image, feelings of guilt and self-blame, reduced concentration and suicidal thinking. And if you're having any emotional crisis or experience suicidal thoughts, give the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline a call. You can contact them at 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. There's people there that can talk to you, help you out, give you suggestions, and listen to your your issues and hopefully put a smile on your face, make your day better, and help you understand what you're going through and put you in, point you in the right direction for help in the future. Uh, yeah, work with your teams. Keep up with them. We got lots of fun issues, lots of disgusting stuff. We're going to be talking about a lot of it in season two. Uh, I'm looking forward to revamping everything a little bit. Uh, granted, podcast is still going to suck. <laughs> you're listening to it. You're dealing with it. Hey, I'm just putting them out there. I have only listened to maybe a dozen of them or so myself because I hate listening to my own voice. So I feel sorry for y'all out there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I hope I give you at least some information, some enjoyment, something you can hold on to or give you ideas. 
for things that you'd like in the future, things that you got to deal with currently or in the future. And hopefully we can all work together someday and help each other out. I'm always open for questions, comments, suggestions. Tell me off. I don't care. Tell me it sounds, I podcast sucks, whatever. Tell me you like it. Tell me what you want to hear. Tell me where you're from. I'm German background. So now I have some German, some people from Germany out there that listen. I just, I'd love to hear anything. If you want me to come visit, yeah, I'll come out and visit. What the heck? We'll find a way. But uh, yeah, just uh, keep a smile on your face. Be happy. Do what you can to get through the days. Uh, listen to Crimson Call Comic Club, Under the Call. Of course, Under the Call of MS. AV conversation, so that's good podcasts out there. But there are people from our group do. Uh, we will hopefully do the hundredth episode tomorrow, and I think I have enough stuff to probably fill a couple hours. But I'll have to cram it all into a half hour and see what we can do about it. We'll talk to you then. Be good to each other. And don't do anything I won't do. <laughs>